Thanks for tuning in to the Undercuts review of the 2023 British Grand Prix. Please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts as it helps us get to more listeners. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. By being a racing driver, you are under risk all the time. By being a racing driver means you are racing with other people. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. So we have the 2023 British Grand Prix, probably my favorite race of the year, and I'm sure it has special meaning for you as well. Um, but it always seems to have a great racing every year, which is you know been hard to come by so far this season. Yeah, no, I, it's a it's a great race. One I've been to a couple of times, albeit in the 90s, uh, with a different circuit, with the old uh, pit straight. Um, right. But uh, yeah, fast track, a lot of good racing, some serious incidents in the past. Obviously, we remember Max and uh, Lewis coming together uh, of course. at high speed, blaming each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, always a good circuit. And, and what, a, what a great weekend we had this weekend. It was, uh, it was fantastic from, from top to bottom, I think. Yeah, it was uh, jam-packed all weekend. I mean, we even had some surprises in practice with Williams going shockingly fast. We definitely didn't see that coming, uh, but really a great weekend for them. Yeah, some some people some people saw it. Like I was looking back over some of the tweets and predictions for the weekend. I mean, I guess I guess now you know the result. You can always look for uh, people that predict you know crazy things and find right. matches. But you know, I guess Williams has shown some pace. You know, in a straight line uh, past couple of races. So maybe on this kind of circuit where there is a lot of um, high speed, they yeah. could have the performance. But yeah, yeah, they they were definitely a a surprise contender. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there were a couple teams that seemed to be able to uh, move up the grid a bit this weekend. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, <laughs> nudge. Um, but Williams, but Albon was in the top three times in all three practices, right? Yeah. So yeah, and it's hard to put stock in practice. You don't know, you know, fuel loads and tire and strategy and what 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 downforce settings they're running. What are they trying to work out? But you still got to drive the car around the track, and yeah, good yeah, for them. absolutely. They, they found something. Um, but it started like raining a little bit through uh, the first or the third practice, and then they we saw Williams' uh, performance drop a little bit, and then it was raining all pretty much up until qualifying started it like just stopped raining right as the session was starting um and they really were slow out the gate um which was worrying for me because i went all gung-ho and put like albon to get top three in qualifying (laughs) um and it was looking like it was over immediately but um the track the track was drying pretty quickly so they were able to get some pretty uh yeah i mean it made it, it made it interesting you know you get a little bit of wetness on the track um, you know, different lines open up, different uh, strategies. So uh, certainly makes the the qualifying more interesting when you got, you know, people having to get out there and put in times not knowing what the weather's going to do. It's been happening a lot recently yeah. during, just for qualifying sessions, though. I feel like we haven't really had many wet races, but we've had this like drying track evolution through a few qualifyings already this yeah, season. It's always good. It, it, you know, can favor the brave. You know, you can try a different strategy, but uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely made it uh, a little bit more interesting. The first session Lewis had, he spun out into the gravel. He was able to keep it going and not hit the wall, but 
um, showing obviously that the track was still, you know, you had to, you had to take it seriously. You couldn't just uh, fly it around there. Um, Kevin, his engine died, bringing out a red flag with not much time left in the session, but it helped out Williams because it just gave the the track a little bit more time to dry and they were able to put some, some, uh, good times in. Oh, right. I forgot about that. I guess you put that in that Max crashed into the pit while <laughs> exiting the garage. I totally forgot about that. that. That's the, that's the sort of the clickbait headline. Like, you know, Max, right. Max crashes at British Grand Prix, you know, that, right. for the weekend, uh, Going of course, one mile an hour, completely <laughs> inconsequential. You know, he's not a robot after all, maybe, right. uh, but, uh, yeah, a little bit of understeer maybe on the Red Bull. <laughs> I guess. I think he just like wasn't paying attention for a second because that's pro- probably pretty much muscle memory at this point, yeah. just pulling out of the garage. Who knows? But, but um, he hit it hard enough that careless. He, he snapped his front wing and they had to put a new one on, but yeah, didn't didn't cost him any time, obviously, and was able to, to put in his lap times. No, he was able to crash into the wall in the pit lane, come back in, get it fixed, get back out again, and still get through to the next session, unlike his teammate, Checo, who was now for the fifth time in a row, not only not able to make it through to Q3, but this time not even able to get out of the first session. I mean, what 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 can you say about Checo? Uh, it, it's, it's become a real problem. I mean, yeah. Thank goodness for for Max. He he doesn't need any help. He can do it on his own. Uh, right. It seems. Um, you know, we saw last year when Charles had a much more competitive car, but he didn't have Science helping him out when Science was having his issues. That right. you know, Charles was a, sti- a sitting duck. You know, against both Red Bulls being at the front. Max is on his own out there. He doesn't seem to need help from Checo, but Checo is doing himself no favors. The Mm-mm. the chit chat. Uh, around you know what what's going to happen i've seen photoshops of him already wearing alfatari <laughs> race suits um i mean they've done it before red bull uh they sent down with max uh, huh? that's how max got into the team right because they sent down the russian guy um yeah daniel uh, daniel kaviet kaviet went down stole so- his job stole his girl <laughs> stole his family yeah <laughs> you know, Albon was there for a bit and they, they dropped him when they thought he was underperforming. You know, what a redemption arc he is on. Yeah. And he but, came in halfway through the season too. So Pierre's spot. Red Bull, they don't they don't screw around. Um no. you know, I don't know how much of more, more of a lease lease Checo hats. Uh it, it's not an an aberration right now. It's becoming the norm, right? Yeah. So something's going on. I yeah, I mean, I is. guess you can say the only differences is that Checo helped them win a championship last year, where those other par- other right. drivers didn't. And uh, and who would be and who would necessarily be better, right? Making a change right. just to make a change, you know, you, you're putting somebody in in the middle of the season, they haven't been in the car, you know, right. why are they automatically going to be better? You know, Ricardo obviously brings to mind, but yeah, but you're you're probably right. It probably doesn't make sense to do it at this point. How far ahead they are, I mean. The car is fast enough that he's able to get back up the field. He's able to sc- secure them enough points with the lead that they have that it probably doesn't matter. So, yeah, yeah but yeah. it's still a really bad run of form in qualifying for for Checo yeah. the past five weekends for a guy who's in you know the best car. So yeah, Checo out, Joe out, um, Kevin Magnuson, and both the Alphataris. But of course, Kevin was out 
earlier in the session with the red flag. So the McLarens were starting to put in some really good times. They were kind of gradually getting faster throughout the weekend as they were making little tweaks to set up and whatnot. Um, But they were really starting to put in some fast times during Q2. So the, Um, really, yeah. So the McLarens at the last race, they had upgrades, which they put only on uh, Lando's car. Right, Correct. so Piastri was driving yeah. the old, and Lando, and it and it helped Lando significantly last last week, and then yeah. they all had the upgrades this week, and yeah, it's it's made a massive difference, you know, whatever that is. From they were almost dead last at the first Grand Prix of the year, right? Super slow. I picked them to be like eighth right. in our pre-race show, <laughs> yeah, and you <laughs> know, pre-season show. I mean, again, it's uh, Silverstone is a is a little bit of a strange track. It's you know, it's very fast. Um, yeah. So it's not going to suit all cars all the time. And, you know, just one one good weekend doesn't mean that you're going to be great for the rest of the season. But, yeah, a- absolutely moving in the right direction. And, yeah, they looked, they looked very strong. And you need the drivers behind the wheel. So we know Lando can do it, but Oscar finally mixing it up. Good yeah. for him. Yeah, he's, he's really showing kind of, you know, what all that hype was about last year when all the uh... – backroom dealings were going on yeah i mean um, where would you rather be sitting in an alpine right now or a mclaren you, you probably got a different answer now than you had at the start of the season yeah right? a day ago yeah <laughs> exactly i mean alpine was still ahead up until this weekend so yeah. um you know things are changing really fast but another big surprise albon was able to push through to q3 really great for him and although sergeant was out in this session, um, Two great weekends in a row for for Logan Sargent getting through to Q two, and I th- I think he he qualified like twelfth or thirteenth, but really really impressive from him. Yeah, I mean I think there's an there's an argument to be said that um you know the new regulations and how the team are developing their cars and stuff like that is I think I didn't come up with this I, I read it somewhere but is working for everybody on the grid ex- except for Max. Like yeah. Max is just dominating so much, he's way ahead of everybody. But everybody else, it's it's mixed. It's uh, you know they they started out with certain performance. Some teams have moved forward. Some teams have tried to tweak their car and gone backwards a little bit. You know things are mixing up behind Max, but uh, absolutely, which it's certainly making it interesting. So yeah, Formula One without Max Verstappen would be having you know endless conversations about who might be world champion. Yeah, <laughs> you're totally right. <laughs> right now we're just we're, we're trying to do the maths about what how how few races can can max show up to and still win the world yeah. championship i mean it's probably not that he, he's probably gonna have it sealed up pretty soon yeah mathematically exactly but yeah, yeah albon you know again showing great great skill i mean he, what what a turnaround for him yeah absolutely and then stroll just having a, a pretty disappointing season so far i mean starting off with both the broken wrists and he just hasn't been able to really get his his handle on the car like his like his partner has his teammate yeah um, and, and i think out in q2 again yeah and and clearly the astons are, are, have not improved their car as well as everybody no. else they've fallen back into the clutches of the other teams so um you know we'll see how much they can hang on if they've got some upgrades coming potentially who knows but yeah, and you know Alonso is always going to do better than Stroll. It seems no matter what car yeah. you put them in. So, yeah, maybe that's his level now. Yeah, and then for the end of qualifying, we had some great theatrics um, as time was running out. 
Um, the clock hit zero. Max had provisional pole, but he was going around. He had just made it around in time, so he was able to take one more lap. But Lando crosses as the time goes out, and he's able to put it on provisional pole, and the place goes crazy. Um, Oscar was sitting in P3 um, with Max in P2 and Lando in P1, but on Max's last time around, he was able to get a quarter of a second uh, lead over, over Lando to take pole, but McLaren getting P2 and P3, I was giddy. Yeah. When when this was over, it was like the best day ever. I think uh, I think Lando had the best quote afterwards, where he said, "Basically, Max ruins everything." With a smile yeah. on his face, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I could have taken pole at my home Grand Prix, but um, yeah, I mean, even in P two, you saw how excited uh, Zach Brown was on the pit. Everybody, you know, everybody. Clearly, a lot of hard work by a lot of people going in there. Um, and you know, Ferraris in f- four and f- four and five, but we're not even mentioning them because are they even relevant? I don't know if they move forward, if they move back. Who knows? Like racing is just going on around them. They exist as a team, but yeah, yeah they're not making any any waves at all. They can't get anything going. Um, but I mean, they were ahead of both the Mercedes and ahead of both the Astons, which right? last week they would have been thrilled with. But they were bickering, I think, over with each other about uh, getting in each other's way, I think, for putting in hot laps and stuff like that. So, I don't know, still a bit of a mess uh, going on there. But yeah, P3 and 4, sorry, uh, 4 and 5 is is not terrible, but behind the McLarens, like, oh, what's, you know, I wasn't, wasn't expected anyway. No credit to nick last week he was saying you know mclaren's up in this fight now and i was not willing to <laughs> to admit that but um i'm all for it now so that is it for qualifying so we um we got to the race day i don't know if you're able to see any of the pre-race coverage but for any of our listeners that are also cricket fans the ashes are going on right now which is an england versus uh australia cricket i guess not tournament but i don't don't know what you call it series series yeah yeah um is going on right now so they did a mclaren lando versus oscar uh cricket match before (laughs) before the coverage (laughs) it was pretty funny but uh oscar can actually play he's pretty good i mean these guys are all sportsmen anyway that's that's the annoying thing when you come up against the not even a professional sportsman. If somebody's good at something, they tend to be good at everything. It's just that hand-eye coordination that they've got. Yeah. I remember Schumacher apparently was a very good uh, soccer player. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Uh, they used to try and stop him playing because they were worried he was going to get injured. Uh, right. Um, you know, and they used to play in a lot of charity matches and things like that. So, yeah, that's just the way it is. Yeah. And then um, on the gridwalk, Martin had a little uh, issue. I, c- I can never pronounce her last name. Cara De- Del... I don't know how to say it. Devine, is it? I don't yeah. know. She didn't want to. She, she didn't want to talk to him. He said yeah. she was contractually obligated to talk to her <laughs> or something. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, the the, the gridwalks are getting a bit cringe for me. You know, stick to the drivers. Stick to the. The, the the team principals maybe and yeah. the people around the team the celebs i mean i don't know maybe people want to see it I, I don't know. yeah i mean it was kind of nice 
during the last race weekend when like Michael Douglas and Catherine Zayden Jones were talking with him and they're fans of the sport and him. So they were like fully willing to talk to him and saying how great he was and giving them their insight on it. It's like, so if you're out there, you might as well just like at least say hello, yeah. you know, I don't know. We'll just say, yeah, you're excited to be there. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Like Pep, yeah. Pep was interviewed and you could tell he didn't really want to be, but he was just like, you know, Martin, uh, he yeah. does a good job of like, coaxing people into into uh into talking if they're willing to at least like listen to what he has to say and Um, i guess and i guess the other thing for the pre-race was people spotting uh like brad pitt and his his co-star in in various spots right they had this fake uh netflix team out there he was driving yeah standing next to the drivers so they could get those shots for when the show comes (laughs) out so it's like oh crap like that really is Max Verstappen standing next to Brad. Pitt. Yeah. They're going to race against each other. Yeah. You know, how are they going to make that look? But um, I guess we're all going to watch that when it comes out, no matter what. Uh, of course. <laughs> we'll probably have a review of it on, on the show. Um, but yeah, the, he had a little interview with with Martin Brundle beforehand, too. Like they did it, they staged it beforehand, but they, they showed it before the race. And he was saying, Yeah, I went on a warm lap, warm lap out there. Uh, <laughs> While you <laughs> around the track before they could, before they could, the, they could uh, fix that in post. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll just they'll just stick it in there. But uh, they're actually out there on the track in F one cars or similar, uh, probably F two cars. I think they're F two cars that have been yeah rejigged. But yeah, you can still 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 moves itself around the track. So yeah, I guess yeah, we'll see so, that when it comes out. Yeah, that was pretty. They cool. were they had their pit garage right between I think between Ferrari and red bull or ferrari and i don't know but it was right in amongst the big boys anyway they weren't down, they weren't next to like alpine and you know to, yeah <laughs> you know alfa romeo they they had the big boys next to them i wonder which drivers will like have lines in the movie yeah, because you know that some of them will yeah some cameos yeah sure lewis will lewis and max but anyway that's probably still a whiles away because they're just starting filming yeah. now Continue the conversation on pine-sports.com. That's P-I-N-E-sports.com and the Pine Sports Discord, which you can find linked on the website. And join us in a -a one-of-a-kind fantasy Formula One contest at coopsf1.com. That's C-O-O-P-S-F number one dot com, where you can put your theories to the test. So interestingly enough, George was the only driver in the top 10 to start on soft tires. What we were hearing from Pirelli and the people talking before the race saying like, they'll probably only be able to last 10 or so, 10 or so laps. So it was an interesting choice from him. Everybody else was on mediums. Um, I think there were a few guys in the back that were starting on hard tires, trying to do like the, the counter strategy. Yeah, but, you had uh, Botas and Holcomb, Holcomb. Yeah, everybody, like you said, everybody in the top, all the way down to Logan Sargent, who was 10th, I think. Yeah. Uh, or like 12th or Yeah, 13th, so then, Bot- then the Bottas and Hulkenberg on hards, and then Sonoda, DeVries, and Ockham were all on soft as well, but they started you know, way back. Yeah, they were way back. So uh, interesting from him, the race start, and both the McLarens have an amazing jump off the line. Lando was able to get ahead of Max pretty easily off the jump, and Oscar was... Pretty close to also getting ahead of Max. If he had been able to find a way in front, this could have been a whole different race, having both McLaren starting up there. I mean, the 
the the noise from the crowd was just awesome. Like it when, was unbelievable. When Lando goes through, you don't hear that that often. You know, uh, if you've ever been to a Formula One race, it is very loud. I don't know how they got the sound mix just right, yeah. but they did. And yeah, when when he went through, and then as the as he was making his way around the first lap in the lead, as each new set of fans saw him in the lead, you know, yeah. a new roar went up, followed him around the track. It was it was pretty awesome. I mean, I'm obviously British, um, you know, nominally a Ferrari fan, but it's hard to hate on Lando. And uh, yeah, I was pretty excited to, to see that. I was screaming like crazy, um, freaking out, the cat and dog, everyone going nuts. Um <laughs> Just trying to will him on, will him through. Um, it was it was awesome to watch. Um, but he, Lando started pulling away a little bit. Um, I mean, not a crazy jump, still within DRS. But the gap between Max and Oscar in second and third looked shorter than it was yes. between Max and Lando. Oscar um, was Oscar was putting Max under a little bit of pressure, especially yeah. pre DRS uh, in the first few laps. And yeah, I think I think at one point Lando did get more than a second ahead. So even when it got enabled, uh, Max wouldn't have DRS. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm sure you, I'm sure you were dreaming. Like I was. <laughs> could, could this happen? Could this really happen? But uh, we came back down to reality. <laughs> yeah, it didn't take long. It didn't take long for reality to set in. And on lap five, Max was finally able to get ahead of Lando while DRS was activated down that first kind of like, I don't know yeah. all the names, but uh, that, that first DRS. The Wellington straight, after, I think it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, but uh, um, also going back to the first lap, uh, Lewis had a moment, right? He went off and lost yep. a lot of momentum and dropped way back. I can't remember how many places. I think he only dropped like two places. Oh, okay. Right. Um, and he was able to get one place back at the end of the lap. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, he, so it wasn't too detrimental in the end, but it was looking bad at first. Um, and Albon dropped a couple places on that first lap too. Right. Um, so not great starts from them. But like like we said, Max was able to get ahead, but the McLarens were showing that they really had some pace because even though Max got ahead, they still had a pretty big gap um, behind them to the Ferraris. Yeah, it was they, around the three-second gap. The three of them were pulling away from the from the Ferraris. Yeah, I don't know what it was about the Ferraris. They couldn't get their tires to hook, hook up, or couldn't get yeah. some heat in them, or, or whatever it was. But they they were not. I mean, they were holding their station, but yeah, they couldn't they couldn't hang with the McLarens and and Max, yeah. obviously. Yeah, pretty crazy from uh, the the pace of the McLarens early on, um, and then lap seven, Lewis has DRS and he's finally back up to where he started in P seven after passing Fernando, who we barely saw all day. Yeah, um, and then lap ten, Ocon comes into the pits and has to retire, and that's the first car out of the race. Yeah, some sort of hydraulic issue, I think, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't hear what what the issue was, but hydraulics makes sense. Um, lap 13, Checo was moving up the field. Um, he was already up into P11. I don't know where, where he started. I think P15 was inevitably where he started. Um, so he's making good moves. Max is pulling away. Um, he's already got a four second gap over Lando. So that is, he's just doing what Max does pretty much. And then strangely, the Ferraris bring Charles in early on lap 19, 
George is still out there on the soft tires that were only supposed to last around 10 laps. It's now lap 19, and he's still out there. But Charles is pitting from P4 onto hard tires from mediums and drops all the way back down to P12. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, if they couldn't, if they couldn't get the tires hooked up and... Russell's still out there putting in decent lap times. Why would you go on to harder tires that were going to be even harder to get get going? Uh, I don't yeah. know. Makes makes no sense. I mean, before that, Sonoda had come in on lap 14. He went from soft to hard. I don't know if, what Sonoda did at that point, uh, if they saw something in his times like with, for a few laps. But, yeah, the Ferrari strategy was a little strange. And was it sometime around here where there was a radio message between Ferrari and, and Sainz where they talked about going on a plan B? And then Sainz yeah. says, uh, okay, but what was plan B again? I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they usually um, have like six strategies. Right, so, yeah. Um, you, you, you gotta, you gotta, that's all you gotta do. Well, okay, it's not all you gotta do, but <laughs> it's one of the things you gotta do. We pay you, we pay you a couple of dollars to remember what the different yeah, strategies right. are for the race. We could give you a little post it note to put on your steering wheel, maybe. <laughs> but, but, That'd be um, hilarious. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. Yeah, Ferrari taking a different strategy, which they uh, they seem to like to do. Took a few more laps for Carlos to finally come in, but he pit from P5 on lap 27. He dropped down to P12 as well. And then finally, two laps later, George pits from soft tires onto medium tires. So looking like, yeah. he, I mean, he's made it practically half the race or yeah, half. He's made it more than half the race on the soft tires. So it makes sense that the mediums would, would last, and he only drops down to P nine. Um, yeah, behind I mean, Charles. Yeah. Clearly, the the degradation on the circuit, maybe cooler temperatures, you know, just driving style, whatever it was, the uh, he, he made it work. I think. Yeah, that was seemed well, for, for for him seemed to be the the best strategy, and he made it work. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, they almost overcut Charles. I mean, it, he, he Charles wasn't really that far ahead. Pretty interesting from them. You don't see the overcut. I mean, it didn't it didn't end up getting him in front, but it, it was close and you don't yeah. see that happening all that often. Lap thirty, finally Oscar pits from P three. He comes down to P six. But George is is trying to is trying to get by Charles. He's on the race here tires. Um, he's got the DRS. Charles is able to hold him off down that down that straight. Um, but George is able to come around on those on that um, slow chicane right there and um, on those two turns, and he's able to get around the outside and, and get ahead down the old pit straight. Really, yeah, nice. really great driving. Nice move, yeah. I mean, I thought Charles had him had him covered there, but um, really impressive on George. Um, Oscar was able to get by Gasly pretty easily, and it looked like he was going to be pitting right after that that. that um, that corner anyway. So he's back up into P five and then lap 33, Kevin pulls over his car has flames coming out of the back to it. Um, ultimately, I mean, originally they bring out the virtual safety car, but ultimately the, the full safety car comes out. So a bunch of people come in, pretty much everybody comes into pit. Yeah. Except for Piastri, Russell and Perez, who would basically just pit like just, th yep. three laps before. So they were the people that got hurt the most by the safety car because everybody else in the top ten at least got a got a cheap stop. 
Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Charles came in and pit again, including Charles. Yeah, who went back onto the medium tire. Yep. <laughs> yeah, not even on the soft tires, which they saw could have lasted. Why didn't he go onto soft? <laughs> I don't know. Like everybody went onto soft pretty much, except for uh, Russell. Uh, Russell was on medium anyway, and then the McLarens who went onto hard. Yeah, which was a, a pretty gutsy call from the McLarens. I was pissed. I was so mad. I was like, what the hell are you guys doing? Everyone around you is on soft tires. If this had been any other situation, that wouldn't have worked out. I mean, we saw it with Lewis and Max in Abu Dhabi. The the hard tires are not able to hold hold off uh, cars with soft tires behind them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, technically, Hamilton was on used hard tires. Sorry, used soft tires. So I don't know. I think Max was too. Max, yeah, Max was also on used soft tires. Russell was also on used soft tires, and, and maybe some of you saw the graphic at this uh, during the race on like lap twenty six or something. They put up a graphic of tire age, and Russell said twenty nine, even though there was only oh twenty seven laps gone in the race because they were counting the fact that he had done laps on these tires in, right. in a previous session, which is interesting. I've not seen that before. I don't think that was a mistake. I think that was real. Yeah, um, so probably. That was interesting that they they had the statistics like per tire set. They know exactly which set it is and how many laps it's done even before yeah. the race starts. So that was interesting. But yeah, so yeah. Hamilton had used tires, which maybe played into it a little bit, whereas they had new hard tires. Absolutely. Read into that what you will. But uh, because Piastri came in right before the safety car, Lewis was able to jump him through the uh, shortened pit stops and um take p3 unfortunately for for oscar but we had max and lewis in p1 and 3 like we said on softs and the mclarens in p2 and p4 on hard tires with just a few laps left less than 20 i think so um you know some exciting exciting racing to go the safety car ultimately comes in on lap 39 um, Max makes an incredible jump. He's already way ahead with the jump on those soft tires and the grip he had. There was no way Lando was going to be able to catch up to him. Yeah. Um, but he had to hold off Lewis on the racier tires behind him, and it was looking a little dicey. He had to really place it perfectly on the, on a few corners on that first lap. Um, Lewis had a couple times when he looked like he might be able to get around him. But ultimately, Atlanta was able to get those tires up to temp and and hold Lewis back for that barrage on that on that first lap. Yeah, some great some great driving by both both drivers there. I, I was shocked that, that as you were that Hamilton couldn't get it done. But you know, fair play to to Lando to position his car just right and not not make any mistakes because uh, it's, it's under such pressure. Um, yeah. you know, at your home Grand Prix, you haven't had this kind of performance. You know, all year. Um, the pressure Lando must have felt to perform uh, must have been intense and to not make any mistakes. One little tiny, just a run wide, slightly later on the brakes, a small lockup, Hamilton would have just taken him so easily. So, you know, fair play to Lando. And then I guess what they're saying is that the, the McLaren can can work with those hard tires, get them up to temperature. So after, you know, a few laps of Hamilton trying hard and and Lando then getting his tires up to temperature and working hard the the performance difference evened out and and the fight was over. 
Yeah. I mean, George even commented during the race on the radio, like, oh my God, those McLarens on the hard tires are like a rocket ship during that that skirmish between the two the same moment where lewis and and max had their crash lewis was coming on the inside at the same moment but they were able to they said miss that's cops i think yeah it's almost yeah, basically yeah, a flat right. out right hander yeah. like exactly don't lift so yeah <laughs> it was looking scary there for a moment i'm happy lewis backed off i mean not quite the same circumstances as they yeah. were two years ago with the championship in the balance Um, but there is a little bit of a couple moments between stroll and Pierre on the last few laps, um, Pierre pushing stroll off and then stroll. I don't, he he was like off the track and and came on and like crashed into the side of, of Pierre and pushed him off, which ultimately made him retire from, yeah, he hit him. Well. He hit him hard enough that yeah, it broke his suspension. His he couldn't even <laughs> steer in a straight line. And uh, yeah, Pierre. Uh, so yeah, both Alpines out at, at that point, which is just a yeah. disaster for them. Somehow Stroll got away. He managed to break uh, the Alpine, but his car seemed completely undamaged. Um, so yeah, he carried on. But yeah, they ultimately gave him a five second penalty for that, which is. I think, as Martin Brundle said, pretty lenient for taking another car out completely. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought so too. But I guess he was so far down the pecking order anyway. It yeah, it didn't really make matter. much of a difference. Um, and then we had a through goes Checo moment, just where Lewis's was last year, um, passing Carlos on that last turn into the uh, the first uh, straight, and that was a really tough lap for Carlos. Oh, um, right after. Checo got by him, um, and then Carlos lost a spot to Albon right immediately after that down the straight, and then lost a spot to Charles yeah, down Charles. the next straight, yeah. and then ultimately lost the spot to Pierre, but was able to get it back, um, but lost three spots on one lap, really through just a couple corners. Um, um- I mean, look at that, the difference between what we were just saying about Lando and how he was under a lot of pressure and, and drove perfectly, and Carlos, who wasn't not nearly, well, he's fighting for points, of course, but not like at the front of the field and uh, couldn't get it done. And I think, did Albon overtake both the Ferraris? Uh, he might have, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, yeah. I mean, fair play to Albon. I'm not going to take anything away from him, you know, Uh you know, he deserves all the credit this weekend. I think he showed, you know, with all of his performance in the practices and qualifying that he's there on merit. He didn't get yeah. up, uh, up into the top 10 on, on luck. He's been there too often now. So we'll see where he goes. But yeah, not a good day at the office for the for the Ferrari starting P, P3, P4 and ending up trying to hang on to points uh, in the top 10. is Yeah. It's not where they yeah. expect to be. No, not at all. But Lando gave himself a little bit more pressure with four laps left to go. He got a black and white flag for track limits. If he had gone out of the limits one more time, he would have gotten a five second penalty and he would have lost his podium. Yeah, luckily for him. Yeah, luckily for him, Hamilton cooked his tires and so uh, wasn't putting him under pressure so he could keep it within the lines. But yeah, certainly made it made it interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then we had really the last the last moment. Charles was trying as hard as he could to get by Albon and try and get those last few points for P8, but Albon was able to keep him behind. And another great P8 finish for Albon, but 
Max wins again and Red Bull's 11th race win in a row, tying McLaren's record, I believe it yeah. was. I think McLaren from 88, maybe, or something like that. Yeah, for, yeah. so um, pretty crazy run of form he's on, and what a great day for, for my McLaren guys, getting P2, <laughs> P4. I mean, Oscar deserved the podium, but I cannot be not happy with... Yeah. Uh, p2 and i think he did even though even though he didn't get on the podium i think i still saw a picture of him doing a shoey out of somebody's uh sneaker i don't know if it was his a little homage i think it was pink so i don't think it was his but maybe it was i don't know danny must have had something to do with that maybe maybe but uh yeah i mean what a great what a great day for for british drivers uh yeah i mean second third fifth fifth you know and and albon and eighth Albon is sort of yeah semi semi British although he, he races under the Thai flag officially. He's and, definitely and, British. <laughs> and sh- and shout out to Logan Sargent as well. I mean no points but eleventh. Um, That's you know, yeah. Solid solid race. You know, showing that he's got something. You know maybe he's getting more comfortable. The upgrades are helping yeah. him out. Um, yeah. There's so, hope. You know, there's there's hope. You know we're not we're not even halfway through the season yet. So yeah. It, lots lots to play for as long as you just accept for the championship <laughs> yeah right except for that little little except thing for that little thing yeah uh, everything else is up for grabs yeah absolutely um lewis with another great day starting in p7 you know not not a great starting position showing the mercedes don't really have great one lap speed but their race pace is great getting up to p3 of course yeah. had a little luck from the safety car but Still really impressive, mixing up the strategies. Great job from from the Mercedes guys. Winners, obviously. I mean, we don't have to say any more about Max, really. McLaren, Williams. What a great, great weekend for Williams. They must be so, so happy. I mean, uh, they're not going to get ahead of themselves, but yeah, good for them. Uh, Yeah. A solid team with a... An amazing heritage for those who have followed Formula One from the 80s yeah. and the 90s, you know, when they were winning, you know, everything in sight. So good to see them uh, on their way back up. Yeah, I totally agree. And then, um, unfortunately, for some of these losers, I mean, Checo had a great race from where he started, but, um, you know, it's it's not where he wants to be. Yeah, he's, he's tying one arm behind his back by not yeah. putting in a performance and qualifying, and it's getting all too regular. But yeah, what he finished, uh, what, sixth in the yeah. end from 15th. So yeah, a good race to come through. But in that kind of car with your teammate doing what he's doing, yeah, you got you to gotta be better. Um, yeah, totally agree. Aston, Aston Martin, a bit irrelevant, really. Alonso finished behind Perez at the end in in eighth but yeah didn't really do much ferrari even worse in in ninth and tenth yeah three points from the from the weekend yeah williams scored more points than the ferraris <laughs> uh i mean yeah not Yikes. good and alpine double um, dnf i mean pierre technically classified because it was only six laps from the end when he went out but still two dnfs from them no points no points um you know ever since jeremy clarkson bought them all that beer maybe they just kept drinking it yeah right <laughs> they deleted that they deleted the uh, designs for their upgrades by accident when they were it's ryan reynolds's fault <laughs> what did ryan reynolds do 
he bought the team. Oh, that's right. He he, <laughs> yeah. bought, he he bought into Alpine, didn't he? Yeah. Well, everything Ryan Reynolds touches turns to gold. So maybe this yeah. is part of their redemption arc. He got to go down for it. Hasn't been very long. It's only been like a week since he's on the team, so we can't okay. really blame it on him yet. Yeah, he hasn't had a chance to work his magic, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, Otmar's probably pulling his uh, hair out a little bit, wondering what to do next. I'm sure he is. <laughs> yeah. I can just imagine. Yeah. And then what do we have for coops? Um yeah, I mean, obviously not uh, some some slightly lower scores this week because you yeah. know not not everybody's predicting, you know, McLaren's to finish in the top uh top of the tree, <laughs> but you know C Hamilton or Chamilton uh with the top score um along with Insane Rabbit both with 227 points. Um you know, top scores for the season are over 300 points in a, in an individual race, but Good job for that. And one of my personal friends, R. Punter, got the third highest points score. So nice. uh, good for him. Um, in the overall standings, Jason uh, squeaked up one spot into third. Yes. Um, but Louis Gooey holds on to top spot for another week. So good for him. Um, Nick, unfortunately, dropped down three places to 20th. Hmm. And uh, I think I moved up a few, but still outside the top 100. I'm 115th right now. But um, There's, uh, yeah. Mark was up near us. Uh, he dropped a couple spots too. He's in twenty fourth. Oh yeah, he he dropped back a little bit. But yeah, I mean, you are still relevant. Jason. Yeah, you're still relevant. It's there. I feel like I've been one of the few that have stayed up there. People yeah. have moved around me, but um, yeah, it's starting to shake to out a little bit. You know, it's the it's harder to to move as the as the point spread gets bigger and bigger. But yeah. Lots to go. Lots to go. Yeah. And then we don't have a race next week, but coming no. up in two weeks, we have Hungary, which is usually, it's been kind of, it's been pretty exciting the past few years. I think that's the one Ocon won a couple of years ago. Can't, yeah, you're putting me on the spot. I can't remember, but. One where yeah, Fernando good, good. held him up. Yeah, good mix of Hello, corners. Yes. Yeah, it has the long straight and then some nice twisty infield section. So, um, yeah. should be a good race. That's on July twenty third, and then straight after that, it's it's Belgium a week later, which is another fast track, but obviously the super long uh, circuit. Um, yeah, you know, multiple minutes for the lap. It's only a forty lap race or something like that. Very yeah, uh, it's long. Unusual. Yeah, and then it's the big long summer break. So we'll see what happens um the silly season yeah i mean probably there's going to be a lot of t- if we'll see what checo does in in hungary and belgium but uh yeah. could be some talk about him you know other drivers moving around uh, what seats I mean, might be been, open up for next year it's been lots of danny ricardo rumors recently of him going to alpha tari next season right right maybe you keep moving up what what spots are going to be in? Do you think like people like Bottas are going to still be there next year? He doesn't seem to be having that much fun. Uh, yeah, but they have a lot um, in the future with Audi coming in, so I think that's true. probably enticing. Yeah, yeah. And who who else is going to who else is doing enough to hold on to their seat? And who's on on the hot seat? Yeah. Uh, I guess if Albon moves somewhere, I've heard he's potentially a target for Ferrari if. Right, that's Carlos right. That doesn't a, work out. That was a rumor. Yeah, they're definitely wedded to Charles, but yeah, Carlos could be feeling the heat. You know, De Vries yeah. is de- 
you know, they're going to look for some more out of him. So, yeah. all to come. He has to give up the corner. I had to bounce ahead. What is wrong with these people? Thanks for listening to the Undercuts review of the 2023 British Grand Prix. Please rate and review wherever you listen, and we'll be back for our review of the 2023 Hungarian Grand Prix.